I'm Kara, and welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. I believe that all of us possess unique gifts and talents that allow us to serve the world and our own growth in the highest possible way. Our lives are an expression of our thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And here, we will explore businesses, thought leaders, and topics designed to inspire, helping propel your own growth so you can live your best and most purposeful life. Welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. Welcome back to the Soul Inspiring Business Podcast. A quick reminder, if you have not downloaded your free gift, just visit www.freegiftfromcara.com. That's Kara with a K. And you'll find my breakthrough journal there that was created just for you to create an awesome vision for your 2021 and beyond. Now, we have a great show for you today with Amber Vilhauer. Amber's life purpose is to help others feel seen, heard, loved, and valued. Her work centers around helping impact-driven influencers, both big and small, get their message out to the world in the most efficient and powerful way through digital marketing opportunities. Amber began her career working in the sales world, quickly achieving the highest sales level in her company and earning numerous awards as she led teams to higher levels of success. She then uncovered her passion for speaking and made regular appearances on stages across the country. And after four short years, she pivoted and found a love and passion for the digital space and began helping some of the world's online leading marketers. In 2007, she started her agency, NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. And over the past decade, she has become a leading digital marketing strategist, supporting authors, speakers, and coaches, helping them establish a powerful, integrated online presence that gets results, and more importantly, empowers them to make a big impact in their industry. She has supported thousands of entrepreneurs on six continents with branding and website development, online marketing, and live streaming services. She has been the launch manager behind dozens of number one best-selling books. And what you'll hear in this episode is the passion she has to serve. Amber shares some incredible tips for how to start building your marketing strategy when you're feeling lost or maybe you don't know where to begin. She'll also share some incredible ways to scale your business and increase your income by per hour by having the right systems in place. And I also asked her to share her thoughts on the new platform that a lot of business owners are talking about called Clubhouse. So she shares what she thinks about it and some of the best ways to leverage it. There are so many great golden nuggets shared, and it all starts now. Welcome, Amber. We are so thrilled to have you on today. And uh, welcome. Thank you, Kara. I am really excited to be here because I love the energy that you're putting out into the world. And it's also just so thoughtful and intentional in the way that you're helping people. So it's really my pleasure to be here. Oh, well, well, we connected, I guess it was um, back before January. And thank you for saying that. I feel the same way about you. You know, <laughs> when we first connected, there was this like instant connection because I think that the way that you do your work in the world is uh, really with that intention of helping others. And uh, you, you know, your, your uh, company, NGNG Enterprises, No Guts, No Glory, is all about really, you know, helping others get their message out into the world, right? And you've created this amazing platform, and we'll definitely talk about all of that. Um, 
But before we do, I'm just curious, as I'm always curious about the path and the journey that let you led you to where you are now, you know, mm-hmm. what has that path been or how did you end up being called to the work you're doing now? It's actually a really interesting journey because it wasn't planned. Uh, (laughs) You know, some people have this business idea and they write like a 30 page or whatever business proposal and they have their 50 year plan. I didn't have any of that. Um, So I sold Cutco Cutlery in college and I was going to college for marketing, graphic design, but I really had this love of art history and philosophy and religion. And I didn't really know what I was aiming toward, but I just kind of went with whatever my heart was interested in at the time. But I got this job selling Cutco Cutlery, which was one of the most critical decisions of my life, actually. And what's interesting about this decision is that I had zero sales skills. I was not a confident person back then. I did not have good communication skills. I was introverted. I was like kind of weird. Like <laughs> I'm still weird. Uh, but Somehow I'm not believing some of what you're saying, but <laughs> I'm so serious. I was the girl that ate lunch alone in high school. I didn't have very many friends growing up. I'm not, I, the person that people see today is not who I was for the first half of my life. And it was really Cutco that opened me up. And it taught me about the value of connection with other people. And for the first time, I felt really seen and I felt valued. And that was like the best feeling in the planet. So I thought, well, I'm going to do whatever it takes to feel more of that. And then I'm going to do whatever I can help other people feel that same way. And what you saw in the next four or five years is I was crushing company records and I was speaking on stages in front of 300 people as like a 21 year old. I was running hundred person uh, weekly trainings. Um, You know, I was just thriving in the company. And I got to this point where I felt like I had really gotten the most out of the company that I was going to get. And I knew that there was something else out there for me, but I had no clue what it was. So I ended up getting this like part-time gig that um, there was a conference in town teaching entrepreneurs how to grow their business online. I knew nothing about the online world back then. This was about 15 years ago. So imagine that. Um, But I was really interested in what they were talking about on stage. So I went home and taught myself code. I set up my own website. I started blogging about what I was learning about from search engine optimization to persuasive copywriting and funnels and webinars and automation and conversion. I was a total geek at heart, but two things happened that were really sort of divine. One is that somebody that was in the audience watching my project management and event planning skills, uh, she was a publishing company out in California, an owner. And so she asked me, if I would come work with her and she would teach me everything that she knew about launching books so that I could do that for her authors. Her authors at the time were Mark Victor Hansen of Chicken Soup for the Soul series, Lisa Nichols, Les Brown, Brennan Burchard, huge giants in the industry. And I was launching their books. So kind of a lucky break. We get those every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing that happened is also out of that audience, there was a website agency owner and he asked if I would come work for him, um, project manage all of his website builds. And then, so all of this was sort 
books, which was pretty random. I'm project managing in this website agency and I'm kind of geeking out on my own website. And all of a sudden, Kara, people started coming to me from Canada and Dubai and Australia and all over the place in the US saying, can you help me with my website? Can you help me build an ebook? Can you help me understand social media? And I said, sure. <laughs> and it really was this organic growth. And now, you know, 14 years later, we're launching books for total giants in the industry still, but we work with a lot of people who have no platform, no experience. They're just getting started. They're scared. They don't know what to do right. <laughs> and everybody in between. And it's just the most fulfilling work that I could even imagine. I love it. Mm, well, and I love that you said, well, you know, sometimes we get lucky breaks, but also I think, you know, there are no accidents. So it's yeah. about, you know, kind of being in the right place at the right time, but then also saying yes to the opportunities when they're presented, right? So mm -hmm. did you kind of have an intuitive, I'm just curious, did you have an intuitive gut feeling that like, yeah, this is what I need to do? Or like, how did that play out just out of curiosity? Honestly, I'm still a person that's going to put my all into something. And I, I never know where it's going to lead. I have no idea, but I want to feel proud of myself at the end of the day. That's literally what I can boil it down to. And so when I was at that event, um, I just wanted to be proud of the work that I was putting forth, but I wasn't necessarily trying to attract anything else. in. I wasn't searching. I wasn't attaching. I wasn't trying you know, outside of just doing a really good job for the task at hand. And I'm still that way. Mm -hmm. And any time that I've tried to, you know, attach or create or put pressure behind something or for something, it never really works out in the same way. So I, I continually try to just be my best self and then trust the process. And intuitively, I just know that that's going to create my best possible life and outcome just naturally. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Well, and so I know you work with huge giants, but then also people just getting started. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm curious, you know, to give just some tactical, um, sure. you know, tips for people as well. You know, what would be your, um, what do you think it is that is missing in people's marketing message sometimes when maybe they're putting out great content, but then it's just not getting noticed? Two things, actually. The first one is not knowing very clearly and confidently what your core values are. And the second thing is not knowing clearly and confidently who your avatar is, the one person that you ultimately want to work with the most. And here's how that's going to completely mess with your marketing in a negative way if you're not clear. Values become the language of your organization. And when you're not clear, then nobody else around you is clear and you're going to start to attract in a mixed bag of individuals. Now, in my mind, one of the worst things that's being taught out there by other internet marketing gurus is that the size of your list is the thing that matters. I call total BS on that. It's the quality of your list that matters. You'll mm -hmm. see people that have a million person following and nobody is engaging with their content. They have small conversions and it's an expensive business to run. 
I have a teeny tiny little following. I have 1500 Instagram followers, but I have a seven figure business that's profitable and making a huge difference in the world. And it's really a harmonious operation. And that's because I'm really clear on my values. Um, and when you know your values and you can speak you can speak them, you know, meaningful connection is one of mine, unwavering excellence, better together, lean into change, deeply fulfilled. Those are my five core values. And I talk about them all the time. It's embedded in everything that we do. So what happens, Kara, is people pay attention to those words. And if they think deeply fulfilled, oh, she's a sensitive woo-woo girl. Uh, okay, you're not my people, right? But if you look at deeply fulfilled and think, oh, I want to be deeply fulfilled. Now we've created a connection and that's going to draw you deeper into my world. And then it's going to be more effortless when I, you know, continue the conversation in a sales capacity or otherwise, right? So knowing those values is how people are attracted in. But the other thing is that you have to confidently and clearly know who you're speaking to, right? The one person you wish you could work with more than anybody else in the whole world. And this took me years to really experiment with. Um, now, you've maybe heard of avatar exercises out there where it's like, I want to work with men and women that have 2.5 children and are between mm -hmm. the ages of 20 and a hundred. Right. <laughs> and it's well, like, the thing. everybody's like, well, I want to work. Nobody wants to limit. Right. I know. Like, but I know that I could work with everybody. So I'm just going to pump man. So yeah. So go, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> totally. And it's actually a scarcity mentality that you are trying to be all things to all people. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm encouraging you that you can still work with all the people, men, women, old, young, et cetera, but you have to be clear on the one person. So here's how you're going to go deeper in this exercise. I want you to think about you know, the person you want to work with the most for me, it's a girl, it's a woman named Heather. She has two children. They're pretty young. Um, she's actually like a wellness coach. And this came because she was a stay at home mom. And then somewhere around six years in, she looked at herself in the mirror and realized that she's lost herself. So then she went on this journey and she really got into yoga and she started tapping into who she really was again. And now she set up this crappy little blog because she wants to start helping other moms just like her to try to like get their light back. And she loves writing blog posts, but she wrestles with the technology and it's really frustrating for her. So then, you know, she'll go to the grocery store and she'll take her time. She'll get her guilty pleasure, which is a caramel frappuccino. And I know she's looking at the magazines when she's in the checkout line. I, I tell this whole story throughout the entire day of Heather's life. I know what she thinks about in the middle of the night when she wakes up and she hopes that her husband can just hang in there a little bit longer. At some point, he's going to believe that this could be a real viable business for her someday. I mean, like, I know that woman. I know her now too. My gosh. I mean, what a <laughs> <laughs> what a description. That's amazing. Yeah. And so when you develop that sort of relationship with this totally fictional character, and then every video that I do, every podcast interview that I do, every live stream, every speaking, every blog post, every email is written for Heather. 
And you might think, wow, that feels really specific and that's scary. And now nobody's going to want to, you know, come in, but that's actually not true. Surprisingly enough, about 80% of my clients are men. Really? 80% are men, even though I'm thinking about Heather and, you know, Dr. Daniel Amen, for example, the book behind me, uh, your brain is always listening. That's a 13 time New York time, best-selling author, the leading uh, mental health expert in the world. Now that's a very different person than Heather, but here's what they have in common values right? They want to help other people. They want to do good work in the world. You know, they're inspired by their own content and they wrestle with technology. My audience has a lot of these things in common. So when you're really clear on your values, you're really clear on who you want to attract in, lean into that. It will completely transform your marketing. The only other tactical piece is you just have to stay consistent. But as for this Instagram filter or this hashtag, don't overthink those things too much. Wow. That is uh, so incredible. And I'm curious because, you know, I think some people may naturally then change their avatar. So if they notice that they yeah, were getting sure. right, it, you said you've got 80% men, then they would change that and say, oh, well, clearly my avatar is somebody different, but you don't, right? You stay consistent to- I don't really want to change anything because I feel like I have such a great operation right now. I am attracting and totally qualified buyers. Um, You know, they come to a conversation with me, a sales conversation. I look at it more of like a discovery, give you value conversation. Um, But it's just amazing. People come in and they say, Amber, I feel like I already know you. I've been watching your videos. I love how you show up in the world. That's how I want to show up. I'm not trying to be, you know, the next Gary Vaynerchuk or the way other people, I mean, no offense, Gary, uh, you know, the way that traditional internet marketers are behaving online, like that's not really me. And you're showing me that there's another way. How can we work together? And so if I just keep changing things when my operation is already humming, then that's risky, right? I'm just Mm going to keep listening to that intuition. I'm going to keep leading with value and just allowing those people to attract in. It really is. It feels so effortless. I have not had to worry about where my next client is coming in for so many years. I don't remember the last time I had that worry. Wow. That is awesome, awesome advice. And I think that you're spot on too, that when people think ideal avatar, they think of this kind of like, (laughs) you know, worksheet in their head that they've probably done. But if you can just almost like visualize it, like, which is what exactly you did. I mean, thank you so much for doing that because I think that helps people see that it doesn't have to be this worksheet. It can just think Mm -hmm. like, who is that person? Where do they live? What do they do? Like, what are, what does their day look like? You know, what kind of things are they buying online or whatever it is? And then just tune in intuitively. You know, I think you're kind of guided to that is, would you say intuition led you to that or how did that kind of come about? What was that process for you? Probably. I mean, it probably was an intuitive process. I just sat down with a blank piece of paper and I thought, okay, is it a man or a woman? Listened up. Oh, it's a woman. And how old is she? She's 36. Okay, great. Does she have any kids? Mm, yep. She has two kids. And you just start forming this picture. Almost think about it like a movie character. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting about this process too, is that when people come in that 
aren't a fit for your values or don't really have much in common with your avatar, which happens every once in a while. What you'll start to observe is that there's friction in the relationship somehow. Like I had this, this grumpy man (laughs) that, that requested a a call and, um, he was like this kind of, uh, wealth advisor guy that literally all he wanted was some marketing agency to give him leads so that he could sell his multi-million dollar, whatever wealth formula thing. And as I was having the discovery session, I could just see he wasn't my people. And toward the end of the conversation, he was, he was complaining that I don't have my personal, like my phone number posted anywhere on my website. And he just couldn't understand that. And I said, well, it's kind of like a privacy security thing. And I will always have calls with people, but I'm going to schedule them. We do it on zoom. And he didn't understand that and actually criticized me on the call for it. But you know what? The old Amber 15 years ago would have been all knots about it. Like, oh my gosh, somebody didn't like me or somebody was upset. But instead I sort of smiled confidently and just poured into him and thanked him for his time. And I said, it's probably not a fit, but if you need a resource moving forward, just let me know. And I could feel really great about knowing that it just wasn't a fit. And I don't have to be all things to all people, but I'm not going to change my behavior to match his I'm going to continue operating based on my values and doing what my work is in the world. But knowing he wasn't my avatar somehow made it really easy to just not accept the client and and move on with life, you know? So there's something really freeing about it as well. (laughs) Absolutely. And the trust that the right people will come in. I mean, one of the things that I have is like manifesting my tribe, right? Because you have to have a tribe of like-minded individuals. It makes the work more fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, you know, it makes the day go by a lot easier and more fulfilling. Yeah. Like the work is more fulfilling when you're working with people that appreciate you and all that you give. So I'm curious what your take is on what would be like your top three marketing. I, I mean, you gave us a really powerful nugget there. Mm-hmm. So in terms of content and where to put content, there's so many gurus out there saying TikTok and Instagram and, you know, what do you think is the best strategy? (laughs) Well, I would ask myself, where does my avatar hang out? Mm. So I know that the people I want to work with the most are people who don't really like to waste time. So when I look at a platform like TikTok, what I see is, yes, it's a global phenomenon. And there's a bunch of people that are wasting their time on there. Now it's purely like it's entertainment value, right? But what I'm not seeing is a lot of people who are putting out like business tips and getting their right clients back and actually like growing a platform that way. It's a lot more entertainment based. So if you are trying to be an entertainer, then that's the perfect platform for you. I am not. So I've never set up an account. I don't care about TikTok. I don't care how popular it gets because my people aren't there. Mm. Instead, I know that my people are going to be on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn primarily. And also YouTube is just a given for everybody. Um, but not really on Twitter. I still have a Twitter profile, but I don't really care very much about it. Um, now that's one, one tip I have for you is go where your people are. Mm -hmm. But the second thing is that I want you to start thinking more about repurposing your content. Mm. And this was a very valuable lesson that I learned about eight years ago. 
when I was sitting at my desk one day and I was so frustrated and drained and I had, you know, I was creating a video and then I was like trying to figure out something smart to say on social media. And then my team was frustrated, like they were bugging me about my newsletter and I had to write that. And then I realized I had, you know, added a blog in a little while. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I should be out with clients right now or speaking. Like there has to be a better way. And it was in that moment that I got the idea to sit down and create a batch of these short little tip videos. So think about them to be three to five minutes long. Okay. Pretty easy to do. I could create a tip video on, you know, uh, how to do a photo shoot, how to do a book launch, what bonuses you should do for your book launch. When you really just start ideating, like you could talk about zillions of different things, right? So we just Mm -hmm. need to create a short batch of them. Maybe your goal is to sit down and create four short little three to five minute tip videos. You can totally do that, right? And you're going to, you're going to speak into your avatar and you're going to share the language of your values during it. And then that's it. That's the big formula. But I created these batch of tip videos and then I sent them to my assistant, Jill, And I asked Jill to please watch one video a week and then put it up on YouTube, publish it, optimize it with keywords and stuff. Then I asked her to write my blog post for me based on my words and my format that I talked about in my video. So the purpose of the blog post was just to invite people to watch the video that she would embed. I taught her how to optimize that blog post for Google. So I got better search engine rankings. I then asked her to share that blog post as our weekly email. So now people on my email list would go back to my website to watch the video where they would remember all of the wonderful things that we can do to help them grow their platform. Mm -hmm. The other thing I asked Jill to do was do all of my social media for me based on the content and the story or the messaging inside of that video plus anything else that I gave to her that week based on interviews that I was doing or what have you. So basically to recap, I gave her these videos. She did the YouTube work. She did the blog post and the email and all of my social media. All I had to do was document how exactly I wanted it done and why I wanted it done that way to develop her thought leadership. So I sat down and and, in my first session, Kara, I recorded 25 videos and it took me like four hours. I was on a roll. I was totally like, in competition with myself to see how many yeah. I could do. Well, and sometimes and then, when you get in the zone, like you don't want to stop. It's like, no. if you're on a really amazing run, you just want to like, you get that keep runner's high and you keep going, right? Like yeah. why stop it? <laughs> so then I gave those videos to her and I didn't have to think about my marketing for the next 25 weeks until I ran out of videos and then had to give her more. Mm-hmm. Um, it was brilliant. I'm not even joking you. It was so smart. So I think the other tip that I was trying to share is repurpose your content. How can you create a video and then get somebody on your team to repurpose it? And then you've got the core values. You're talking to your avatar. You're consistent because it's a weekly routine. Now you're attracting in more of the right people to you on a steady basis. It's That's how you create harmony in your company and set it up to scale. Mm, that is so good. And I know you, you even have that documented now for people too, right? Like that's, I do. Uh, (laughs) This is really funny. So this is working so well for me inside of the first year that I stopped 
making videos because we had too many people wanting to work with us. Okay. That's funny. And then about a year after that, I'm coaching this man named Dr. Garrick Boslu, and he's having the same issues that I was having uh, back with my marketing and all the frustration. And I said, well, Garrick, you should just do what I do for, for my marketing. And he said, Amber, that process is brilliant. Why aren't you selling that to people? And I said, I have, I have no idea. I don't have a good, <laughs> I don't have a good answer because I'm doing book launches and websites. I never thought about it. Uh, so it's really thanks to him that I took the documentation that I originally made for my assistant, Jill, put it into a membership site. And that's what leverage to scale is. It teaches your virtual assistant how to do your marketing for you to free you up as the business owner to only focus on building relationships, doing speaking and creating value for your clients and the way only you can do. Um, So yeah, thanks for asking about it. Yeah, no, I think that's so powerful because especially for solopreneurs, you know, that just get so in the weeds or maybe just have one assistant, but it's so easy to get so lost in the details. And really (laughs) typically like as an entrepreneur, you know, your best work is when you're more on high level and making those connections and relationships and kind of seeing the bigger picture, having somebody else execute. It's like looking at your income per hour and where's your time best spent, right? Yes, you get it. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) So that is awesome. And I'm definitely, I'm going to give you a plug right now because I think that um, that's definitely something we'll post in the show notes. I want people to learn more, more about that and more of what you're doing because um, for a nominal investment, you can pretty much have, like that taken care of. And I think for a lot of people that feels like a weight that could be lifted. Oh my gosh. I still feel the weight lifted. I mean, this is years ago, but it just allows me to focus on other areas of my business. And so since then I've become a geek about systematizing everything I can. If I'm sending a couple of the same emails over and over again, I think, there's gotta be a better way. I should save this as a template. So the next time somebody asks me for this, even my W9, okay, at the end of the year, people come like, hey, Amber, can you give me your W9? That's an email template. Click, send, done. I don't have to think about it. And it's this really nice, warm email with full of connection. And it took me a click and now it's out. Proposals, documentation for onboarding when I'm hiring new team members, anything that you can think of, I have it documented to save my time. And that is what allows you to scale your impact. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are out there talking about how to grow your profits, which is important because that sustains the, the, the business as a whole. But my personal interest is in how can I help as many people as possible? How can I scale that impact? And the only way to do that is by realizing that you shouldn't be doing it all by yourself and that you need to start documenting to free yourself up to take on more. And that is how you're going to grow. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, And do you time block your week to include, I'm curious how that works for you because you seem very system wise in that way too. So what does your week look like? (laughs) 
<laughs> so I don't have much in the way of time blocking um, because I'm on calls constantly. Uh, my first call usually starts at eight o'clock in the morning and I'm usually ending my last call um, around 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. And I don't really have many breaks in between at all. I might be taking 10 minutes for lunch somewhere or a call might end a little bit early. So I'll rush to go to the bathroom and come back. I mean, people look at my schedule and think I'm a complete maniac. Um, and I will say that this is something that I had to build up a stamina for this over the years. But what I saw over the years is this is where I shine. This is where I'm happiest and most fulfilled. This is where I'm doing the, my best work, whether I'm live streaming or I'm on a, a strategy session with a book launch client or I'm being interviewed on a podcast. I am on Zoom all day long and I love mm -hmm. it. So I'm getting work done outside of that a little bit, or if a call cancels or something of that nature, but I have a team of 25 people now that are trained because of the documentation on how to do a lot of that follow-up work for me to free me up, to focus on my unique ability. They want me on the phone because that's where I'm going to do my best for the company as a whole. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and what would you say to somebody that has an idea right now that's feeling like, oh, I'm just, I don't know if I can make it or they're kind of stuck in their head. What do you think it is that they need to hear right now? Yeah, I would say the best thing that you can do is just start spewing content into the world because all you need is validation. That's it. And by the way, that feeling that you feel never goes away. Not ever. There are days that I think, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm lost. I'm a loser. I don't know what to do. I'm not kidding you. It happens forever for the rest of time. That's human nature. So instead, let's put a process in place for when we're feeling in doubt. And the best thing that you can do is get off of yourself and start thinking about helping other people. That's the fastest way to feeling better. So mm -hmm. a simple thing that you can do you can create a little video, you can put out a text-based social media post, but just put something out there that's going to help somebody. Your video could even say, hey, are you feeling in doubt like you are lost and don't even know what your direction is? I totally understand. When you feel that way, the best thing that you can do is help other people. Pass that on. Mm. You know, like teach yourself right? and that's going to help somebody else. Somebody else is going to come back and a comment and say, Oh my gosh, Amber, I really needed to hear that today. Thank you so much. Right. Mm -hmm. So you just have to start helping others. You just need that validation. The fastest way to do it is through social media. And then all of a sudden, somebody is going to give you that little tiny like, or a comment or something that's going to kick you into action again. But the worst thing that you can do is nothing and just hide. That's the worst thing that you can do because you're just going to really set a, a momentum forward of more of that feeling, whatever you focus on grows. So it's, you got to be a person of action, get yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. No, true. Now I'm curious, since you're the media guru, mm -hmm. um, what do you think about clubhouse? I know it's all the talk yeah. right now. So, um, mm -hmm. I've signed up, I haven't been on yet. I'm embarrassed to say, but, uh, but tell me what your thoughts are on it. I think that you have to really be clear on what your personal goals are and then go into clubhouse. Um, this is a very hot topic right now. So I'm, I'm glad that you asked. 
Um, there are a lot of people in clubhouse right now that are wasting their time. So there, there are similarities that I'm observing to TikTok, except it is more business and personal development focused, which means that you are attracting in more of your people there, which is the good news. Be careful because a lot of the followers are people that aren't really necessarily taking action. So it, that's why I'm sort of waiting in the wings to see what ends up happening. I have a client actually have several clients like this, that they don't want to spend all of their time on clubhouse. They, they, that's not really where they want to spend their time. They're busy, busy professionals. So my advice to them is befriend the moderators, the top speakers who are starting room, starting discussion. And when they have a certain number of uh, people that are engaged or listening, or when it feels like the speaker lineup is of a certain caliber, then get the moderator to send you a text message and invite you into that conversation. Go in, speak for a bit, pop back out, move on with the rest of your day. So I wouldn't necessarily waste a bunch of time in there, but I think if you can be like a bee that's pollinating the different flowers, that's a great strategy. Now, if you are a podcast host, for example, that's a different strategy. I absolutely think that you could be streaming your podcast through Clubhouse while you're actually in recording and then building up some following. In fact, a really interesting way for you to use Clubhouse is to welcome your audience. Hey, I'm here with Amber Vilhauer. We're getting ready to record our episode. So while we are in recording, we're not going to engage with you, but please listen, tune in, tell your friends, start thinking of questions because at the very end, once we're done recording, you know, Amber and I are going to stay on the line for 15 minutes and we're or 20 minutes or an hour, and we're going to open it up to you. We want to answer your questions live, um, uh, you know, and so then you get started with your recording. That would be an amazing way for you to use Clubhouse. Um, so I think that it's going to be great for speaking. I think it's great for people that are, have live stream shows or podcasts. Um, and other than that, just be be in there if that's, you know, intentionally how, you know, you need to be spending your time. Otherwise just be careful. <laughs> yeah, no. And it goes back, like you said, to the very first thing you talked about, which is your avatar too. And knowing yeah. your number one, your values, number two, your avatar and yeah. making the best use of your time. Yeah. Um, so I love to ask this question as well. Um, and I find similarities obviously in the responses, but do you have a grounding practice or a meditation practice or something you do for inspiration? Where does that come from? That's a really great question. It really just depends on my energy and what I'm feeling in that moment. Um, there have been times where I was feeling really, really low and I had to go on stage or some, some sort of speaking thing was happening. And in that moment, like you have to elevate that energy. You're giving a performance. You're trying to impact people. You cannot go in there with low energy. And so sometimes in that moment, I might just get really quiet and lay on the floor and listen to my, you know, feel my body breathing in and out. Sometimes I'm listening to piano music. Sometimes I'm putting in my headphone and I am listening to like some sort of hard rock or some crazy song. And I am just closing my eyes and I'm listening to the music. And what I'm doing is I'm drowning out 
the low energy or the low thoughts. I am, I'm literally watching my vibration rise. I'm watching my energy come up. Um, because again, this isn't about me. It's about the person that I'm in service to. So I have a a responsibility to show up. Otherwise I'm wasting everybody's time and that doesn't feel good. So it it really just depends, but I listen to my body and think body, we got to do this. What do you need from me right now? And then I'll just try to elevate my energy from there. Mm. And I think that's, um, it's true that a lot of what, depending on when we think about meditation, we think of like being in a Zen state, but really it's anything I think that can kind of quiet the mind and lift you into, as you said, a higher vibration. So, um, to one guest, it was, you know, motorcycle ride. Right. And like, just kind of Mm -hmm. clearing out, um, everything around him and, you know, I love that you said sometimes it could be listening to like heavy rock or, you know, totally. crazy music to just kind of lift you into anything that's going to quiet those doubts and those fears that inevitably come up, right? Every, we're all humans. So we all have them. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the same thing. It's just some of us, I think, are just better at quieting those and learning how to tune those out. So thank you for sharing. I think of Brendan Burchard because he always says the power plant doesn't have energy. It generates energy. So the mm. power plant does not have energy. It generates energy mm. and our bodies are the same way. It doesn't just magically have all of this energy laying around. We have to generate that energy and you can do that from working out and eating well and, you know, resting enough and being really careful about your environment. Like I have this, these five panel artwork behind me of poppies, right? And people comment about these poppies all the time. They love the image of these poppies in my background. And I say, you know what? I was on Amazon one day and I saw this artwork and I had to buy it because this is how I feel on the inside Mm. or how I want to feel on the inside. So it holds me accountable every single day. I can see the reflection. I can see those poppies in my background. And it reminds me to sit up taller in my chair and to raise, to generate that energy and drive it through that camera. Because think about it. In a digital world, we can't feel people's energy the same way that we can when we're in person, but it actually can happen. And here's my little trick. This will help you on your videos too. When you are talking into a camera, people actually feel your energy at a 20% deficit. So if you think that you are talking and speaking normally, then people hear you and see you 20% lower than that, which means that what I do is I crank up my energy to 20% higher than Mm. what even feels natural to me otherwise. (laughs) And I can use that to drive it forward and people feel that difference. Now, I'm not suggesting that you show up like a clown. I'm, I'm suggesting that you show up stronger in your body, lean in, push that intention out, literally imagine that energy driving forward through the camera. And in a digital world, people will start to feel that on the other side. Which again, drives back to Mm -hmm. your whole core value, which is to create awesome impact, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I love this conversation. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. So, um, thank you so much for joining me today. I mean, you shared some awesome things with our audience and I can't wait to share with the world. If somebody wants to learn more about 
you and how to work with you and learn more about uh, NGNG Enterprises and all the awesome work that you're doing for entrepreneurs and getting their message out there, how do they find you? There's a couple of places. Um, one, the agency website for you know book launch work and marketing and websites is at ngngenterprises.com. Um, but if you want to learn more about me personally or you know invite me in to speak somewhere, then that's at ambervee.com for Vilhauer. You can also go to Vilhauer if you can guess how to spell it, but ambervee.com will get you there. And as Kara mentioned earlier, leverage to scale.com is where you can watch a free demo on how we can get your VA trained to do your marketing for you. Mm, so good. So, well, thank you very much for being here. We'll include all those in the show notes for our audience and uh, just really appreciate your time and always love chatting with you and connecting with you. Thank you, Karen. Everybody just remember, no guts, no glory. Get your message out into the world and thank you for listening. I'm Kara and you've been listening to Soul Inspiring Business. If you found this helpful, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you feel so bold, share with others as well. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to growing